Hello, hello. Quick little introduction. This is part two of episode 200 with Erin McGathy. Third time she's been on the show. Now technically one, two, three, four. I guess technically fifth episode because I split the first two and then these last two up. Fun little fact, question mark. Uh, a little on the tired side, so this will be brief. I just want to give you the heads up that, uh, as you'll find out, the episode just starts back up. There, it's not like I'm going to be reintroducing her in some kind of formal capacity, because I already did that. And so, like I mentioned too in the first introduction for part one, we had issues with connectivity of a Wi-Fi nature due to the fact that there were rolling blackouts on some level or just uh, excessive heat in Dublin, which was uh, preventing the... Uh, connection from being anything consistent so we dropped off like four different times but only two made the cut so there is that this just starts and then we get going again and it's just a lovely chat this is the shorter of the two the two halves and aaron's the best and i just love talking to her so yeah there you go enjoy the show i don't do plugs but look for them in the show information where i'll put all of our plugs in there easy to access so enjoy that enjoy the chat aaron's lovely love talking to her Take care. Bye. social disgusting. And we're back, I think. Question mark? Internet. Man. Brandon, what are your what are your top rom coms? This is a great question. Thank you. It it is your question. <laughs> that I'm repeating back at you. <laughs> I just realized how like soullessly I said that. Great question. <laughs> like mindlessly by, by time. I'm a bit of a Ron Bass head. Gotta admit. <laughs> to cut to no, it is that funny. Like when about. people, I think often like, what does it mean actually when people say great question? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think like for the most part, it's pretty positive. Like I, I feel like people are saying like. Oh, you've made me actually have to think about something that interests me in some way. Or they're saying, (laughs) this is not something I like to talk about. (laughs) And you're asking me about (laughs) something that I feel (laughs) insecure about. I've gotten a few great questions, responses on here. Mm. I'll be honest. Maybe it's just my eternal optimism. But I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got a great no, question. No. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Unequivocally, you should feel that way across the board if you're doing a podcast and someone's like, great question. I was like, nailed it. And then I didn't listen to what they said. That's not true. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh... I mean, I do I do think, <laughs> I do hold the belief that like for the most part, it's not actually a negative thing. But I don't think it's like, it's not what's on the, on the tin as... An English person or an Irish person would say, like, they're not literally saying, like, oh, you have posed a brilliant question. Okay. But, <laughs> but I'm like, thinking. in the, <laughs> but it, like, conceptually, you have, like, you've posed a question that is interesting to them or something that is challenging in some way. If it made them take, a, take like, a step back and, like, have to really think about it, yeah. that, feels like a win now granted what is their thought process of like fuck this question again for the two million time maybe it could be that but no uh, no no i don't i don't think the response to that would be great question because like as a as a female comedian like the question i would get all the time is like what is it like doing comedy as a woman is it different you know and i would never say great question (laughs) 
what, what if you just heard me go silent and then like clicking on my keyboard as I'm deleting the question from my Word document? I'm like, oh shit. Okay, there's my mic. There's I my mean, big closure. Okay. I, I think I'd be delighted because I'd be like, oh, he has a doc with questions. <laughs> I do have bad. one, by the way. You do? I yeah, I do. I make these questions as much to feel confident in what the show is going to be, mm-hmm. even if I never use them. It's as much yeah, 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 to, yeah. to feel good about it and to know also that I have the safety net as my I voice is cracked. I, I would Should do I that need as well. Yeah. yeah. To belatedly answer your question about best or favorite rom-coms, honestly, like these aren't, at least some of them aren't obviously very revelatory, but like When Harry Met Sally is a perfect mm. romantic comedy, I think. I love it. Like, uh, I don't know if it's considered a romantic comedy, but I love High Fidelity. Oh, for sure. I oh, love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, I mean, I also love High Fidelity. I don't know if it's considered a rom com. Probably but not. But I mean, but also like the definition of rom com is so flexible that it's hard to say like that labels put on a lot of things like I feel like for a long time that label was just put on comedies that involved romance that were that were made with a female a female audience in mind which is why I think they were like discounted out of, out of sexism like oh okay these yeah. are girl movies so no, we don't I like do girl that. movies and High Fidelity is not a girl movie, but it definitely is a comedy about romance. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's it's a romantic comedy for sure. It just feels like a bad choice in retrospect, not for the exercise of favorite romantic comedies, because it's like, finally, the guy's perspective. <laughs> in that regard, I'm like, mm, there are other choices, a good movie, though, that might be for this particular answer I, you know one that i feel like um is more relatively like recent years in the last like 10 years that i like quite a bit was sleeping with other people which mm. was uh allison brie and jason sudeikis i like that one quite a bit oh I yeah, it, yeah 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 i thought yeah. it had some funny in it but you know but otherwise like i guess you would consider romancing the stone a rom-com and it's got the elements of it anyway it does yeah though romancing the stone is such a cr- like that movie is so underrated <laughs> and also it. like so like miscategorized i think like that movie's like in a, that movie's crazy <laughs> in a brilliant way <laughs> like that is a super artistic mad film that should be that should get more credit and i don't think it's just like a simple sort of rom-com but yeah the definition of rom-com is tough because I feel like I'm answering it with like non-traditional or like certain ones about like, oh, that's a rom-com. And then meanwhile, I'm now thinking, is Punch Drunk Love a rom-com? Mm, I would not call Punch Drunk Love a, a rom-com. Fair. I would call it like a, a character dramedy, which is not a genre. But like, it, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it a rom-com. Like I would call, like if, like if I was to... If I'm teaching my screenwriting class and I'm talking to people about like what what the genre of rom-com is, I would say that it is a film that ends with a super happy ending where the A storyline is about uh, a love that involves a love story. Okay. And there okay. are problems along the way. And that's a fair character. That is a fair characterization. Oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I was 
this close as I put my thumb and index finger so close to each other. Uh, this close <laughs> to taking your screenwriting class, but I didn't find out about it till like the day before, and I just wasn't oh. sure if I could do it. So otherwise, I was going to take it. Oh, so, you should have. But yeah, <laughs> a, a real sliding doors. What if? <laughs> Speaking of rom coms. Speaking of rom coms, yeah, I that know, that movie is crazy. Um, that is a wild movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. A, a wild movie that takes up too much space in my brain. I don't even know if I like it, but I think about it a lot. <laughs> I think it's just funny that they're like, we need some kind of way to denote that this is a different timeline. So let's hair. just do a wildly dramatic <laughs> hair, both in color yeah. and style. Yeah. But you gotta love that. You gotta, lo- you gotta love that. It works. I mean, like, yeah. It works. Uh, oh, uh, here's another... Not very good answer to your question. Uh, plus one from like five years ago mm. is really good. It's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that movie a lot. Also, there was a there was a film that came out last year with um with Jenny Slate and Charlie Charlie Day. Yes, called. I know what you're talking about. I've seen that movie. I thought that was very good. I thought that was like very good, like to the to the genre of the rom com. <clears throat> like I feel like a big thing with like the rom com genre is that the world stakes are really low, which is why a lot of characters in rom coms have a lot of money, have big apartments, because like we need the drama to be coming from the relationship and not from like their their larger world struggles which is why i don't think that punch drunk love is a rom-com like there's a love story in punch drunk love and punch drunk love also has like for my money the funniest most profound scene in any film i've ever seen ever which is like my favorite thing ever which is the scene where adam sandler is at his sister's house and they're all making fun of him and then he crashes (laughs) <laughs> the uh, the sliding the glass sliding door, like that is so funny and so sad and so good. But yeah, not yeah. I wouldn't say it's a rom com. I think that's very fair. Maybe I was just trying to shoehorn in that I like that movie a lot because I really do. Oh and yeah, so me too, one of my me favorites. Too. Yeah, same here. Oh, just remembered randomly that uh, as you can tell from my oh as I like put my finger in the air like great Scott. <laughs> You can physically hear my brain actually start to think about something. Can you dispel a popular misconception that you mentioned to me off podcast the last time we spoke about Irish goodbyes? Because that was not on there. And it, it's a very dramatic <laughs> difference between the reality of how it's used here, at least, and what uh, it actually okay. is. Right, right. And we talked about that off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's so funny. That is classic Aaron and Brandon uh, podcast style <laughs> talking about things. Yeah. So the, the um, yeah, the idea of the Irish goodbye and growing up identifying as an Irish American person, uh, which I found out through 23andMe shouldn't have even really identified myself as because my family is <laughs> Scottish. But um, the Irish goodbye, <clears throat> like I actually... Gosh, sorry. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get to a, a sensitive place. A very emotional place. <laughs> I start crying. 
God. I'd be like, I'm going to just, and then I'm like, my internet went down as I just clicked the window, <laughs> shut my computer and run. Uh, yeah, no, my, my understanding obviously was that um, Irish people just sort of leave parties and the presumption with like the Irish goodbye or like the source of that is that people are so drunk that they just sort of leave, I think yeah. is what pe- people understand. But um, uh, culturally, not a thing at all here at all in in like a really insane, egregious way. <laughs> like there's no Irish. The Irish goodbye is saying goodbye a million times, <laughs> never leaving. It is like people don't just leave places it's like very culturally weird to just leave and if someone has just disappeared everyone's like is that person okay let's text this person like it's not it's not at all a thing like what would be said here would be a french exit but people would also say irish goodbye here as like a joke about what um what irish americans would say about uh or what Americans would say an Irish goodbye is, but like an Irish goodbye is not actually an Irish goodbye. That's why I remembered it is because I was just like, this is, it's the absolute opposite of how it's used here, like at all. Yeah, it's hugely, hugely opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Like it also just makes it sound like, oh yeah, you know the Irish, they just totally leave parties, don't say anything. (laughs) They're just, some people haven't even been seen again. That's how much they don't give a shit. When it's like truly the opposite of like, are they okay? I'm going to say bye a lot just to make sure everybody's okay. Are you good? I'm good. Are you good? And then send a text, (laughs) you know, like it's just so. There's like the opposite amount of warmth associated with what that actually means. Yes. And I mean, the number of times like when you're trying to leave a party and you're like, bye, everyone. It's like, oh, you're leaving with a bush. You know, what are (laughs) you doing? (laughs) Stick around. What's happening? Um, I will say that there is like a different there's a different cultural sort of relation just to times when people are drunk where like and I can only speak to my experience in LA because it's that's the only city I lived in when I was like drinking before I moved to Ireland. Yeah. Is that um like my experience there was that um like you would you'd have a party and if you got really drunk or if anyone got really drunk, but like typically after a party people would text around like hey, was I really lame last night? And everyone was like, no, you're okay. But there was like always kind of an expected sort of text chain finding out if you were okay. And I will say like the cultural difference here is that there's a bit, there's a lot more grace there. Like there's a lot more like, oh, we're all drunk. Like we're not going to talk about it. Or like it's just kind of whatever happened. Like, it's not cool to be like, hey, was I fine last night? Like, the response will just be like, yeah, everyone was drinking. You're fine. <laughs> There's no, no um, American shame spiral involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying there, there aren't shame spirals in Ireland, because there certainly are. But, sure. um, yeah, it's just a different, different sort of thing. But, yeah, definitely, unequivocally, I can say very confidently that Irish people don't just leave parties without saying goodbye or... Or I don't know, maybe they do and I don't notice because I'm <laughs> drunk at the party. <laughs> but... like, don't say the American because she thinks we have to dispel this rumor <laughs> and get it across the pond because this is egregious. Yeah, yeah. But I think I said to you before that like I have found myself sneaking out of 
parties more so or um, as the only person who would do that as an American person. <laughs> like, it's not a, yeah, it's not a, not a thing. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. But then again, it's not like a thing that I, I'm always using Irish goodbye in sentences. So I'm like, what? This change, <laughs> completely changed my world. Well, I mean, here. like, I think it's, you know, it's interesting because like so many of the Irish cultural things that I understood to be Irish cultural things growing up, I now know to be Irish American things. Okay. Which have, which like there's, there's, um, you know, there, there's there's validity to that you know there were a bunch of irish people who moved to the united states and then they had their own culture and developed their own culture and i think like a lot of the things that i came to understand as a a young person growing up understanding who i was were actually just irish american things and not remotely uh irish things like corned beef is not here there's no okay. corned beef here. That's an Irish American thing. Or fighting in the street. That's an Irish American thing. And not an Irish thing. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, as I'm like all but taking notes, like, oh, interesting. Because I had I just didn't know. Yeah. Well, like what like my first week here, I did a show um at this comedy club and I was talking to one of the guys who ran it and we were talking just about like Americans naturally because I'm American and he was telling me that the week before I had gotten there there were these guys from Boston who picked a fist fight with him and the other guy who ran the comedy night because they, they the guys from Boston were really drunk and what they were saying was like you guys aren't Irish <laughs> like beating the <laughs> shit out of these or trying to like fight these Irish guys because they I mean, I'm just guessing, but what it sounded like was that they came to Dublin and found out that people weren't like them and had like a crisis of self and of history. And we're just like, what's happening here? Why aren't you guys fighting? That's incredibly yeah. American. But isn't that part of a thing, too, where it's a lot of people that are like romanticizing Ireland and going over to like find their ancestry? And to trace the steps yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, totally. Which I think is, like, totally... And, like, to be fair, like, Irish Irish people and Irish culture in general is, like, super, super empathetic and welcoming and, like, understands, you know, even if they're annoyed <laughs> with sort of American shortcomings, they are very loving towards it. Like, they're not... Like, they get it because it's a very humanist culture... And they're not judgmental, just on a whole. And I think they understand that the reason why Americans do that is because, you know, it's a country of immigrants and people are trying to figure out why they are the way they are and where yeah. they come from. And Ireland, Ireland feels like this this <laughs> this kind of answer to everything it feels like the like for a lot of american white people feels like the answer to why you are the way you are you're trying to figure out what your roots are and um what your history is and why you do the things you do and all of those things most of those things are probably just american things that have developed over time but you know, it's 
valuable to feel like you have roots and stuff. So American or Irish people have a lot of time for indulging Americans in that, even though a lot of those ideas are totally fabricated or <laughs> just part of the, I don't know, just the story that Irish Americans tell themselves. But I, but the cool thing about Irish people is they're not about to be like, that's not Ireland. That's not who we are. They're just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 you're Irish. Great. Yeah, this is where you're from. Great. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, even to speak to what, an, again, not to say for the 85th time, but like what an actual Irish goodbye is and what that entails, like it seems to, <laughs> but it seems to like the, the like empathetic, nice, thoughtful approach to it versus the perception of what that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Like, yeah, my understanding of it as well was like that it was very sort of self-serving, like not malicious, just like, ah, fuck y'all, I'm going yeah. home. And I think the, I did do like a dive on this oh, a while ago, and I can't totally remember, but I do think that that phrase, like the first phrase was French exit. And I don't know if that's accurate, but I think it probably comes from probably like some random racist joke from a book from 200 years ago that people just sort of adapted as a thing. Like it's not actually a thing, but yeah, Irish people like to their, to their beauty and their detriment are very concerned about other people just culturally, not every single person, but like the, you know, the kind of the overall thing, like if the overall thing of, American culture is, you know, getting what's yours and supporting your own family and your own kind and like figuring, you know, making it big, you know, the American dream coming from nothing to a lot, proving everyone wrong. Like that's the opposite of, of Irish culture, which is uh, we're all in this together and you're going to the only people that you have to hang out with are the other people. So if you're going to fuck everyone over, then you're an asshole. So it's not, it's not, um, it's not a cultural value to just kind of strike out on your own. I love that. You know, just that, um, to your point, like the sense of community that comes with that, the, I guess to put it in English book terms, the communicate with your neighbor because you could be feeding a dog six times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is the thing. I mean, I was just in Amsterdam, uh, a month ago and Dutch culture is the, like, opposite of Irish culture. It's, like, so, it's it's so different. And it's even more opposite than American culture where people just don't. Like, and Dutch people are, like, very, like, the, and I'm going to be speaking very generally here. But mm-hmm. my understanding is that, like, Dutch people care a lot about being kind to other people. But a lot of that like it all comes from like a very a, a very rigid idea of honesty which is cool <laughs> but it's like but that but that means that like you're not making small talk with people like you're not pretending to be friends with people you're not friends with like you're not making small talk with the uh the receptionist at the hotel when you check in speaking from personal experience like that is not a cool thing to do or you're not you know just chatting with random people you don't know because they're like what do you want from me what are you doing what what's happening here um (laughs) 
what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you, what are you after? Uh, like you were, and again, very general sort of thing, but like in Irish culture, like you pretend to be best friends with everyone you talk to, to the extent to like, when you say goodbye to a stranger you've just met in Ireland, you don't say bye, you say see you later or like see you soon. Even though, like, you know you're not going to see that person soon. But, like, all right, talk to you later. All right, talk to you soon. <laughs> see, you, see you soon. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like it. I like it, too. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. No, I love it here. I'm I'm still happy I'm here. <laughs> Good. You've been, here, been there, like, six and a half years at this point? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Nailed it. It's crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Did you ever think, I mean, whenever you moved there initially too, was it, I'm going to be here, you know, indeterminately or was it, you see it now like six and a half years later, you're like, wow, I did not anticipate this or what, what do you, <laughs> that feels like such a boring interview question, but I am No, I mean, curious. what a great question, Brandon. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> now you have to think about it, right? Okay. There yeah, we go. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I can define in this moment, the reason why I'm qualifying that is a great question is because I haven't thought about that specifically but um yeah I mean when I moved here I wasn't I was I when I moved here I I was very much um in a place in my life where I was like I just need to be here and I wasn't really thinking about the future I also like don't have a great capacity for thinking about the future I'm very much a like for better and frequently for worse, a present uh, kind of gal. But I, when I moved here, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to try this out and see how it goes. Um, and I think I was hoping like, oh, this will be forever. But I also grew up moving around a lot. So mm. I know that it's possible to move around a lot. And I grew up moving because my dad was in the military, like lived in a bunch of different countries. So it wasn't as scary for me, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised I'm still here at all. Um, I'm just like grateful that I have never like questioned my choice moving out here, I guess. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking that, um, you know, in light of that, I mean, the sad part is too, I just remembered that that for the last recording we did in December, I had a question like this mm. written in a Word document. <laughs> and it was like, I, I read it and I'm like, mm, what am I saying? But it was something like, you know, in light of you, you know, moving around a lot and being in the military, that it must be really nice to feel like you've, in light of all that and being kind of used to that perspective disruption that you found a place that you're like that truly does have like the warmth of a home that feels like home yeah 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 no I mean like that's spot on I mean that is how that is how I feel about here and it feels like it feels so weird to say or express because it's like <laughs> such a feels so like abstract and strange to say and obviously like comes with the uh privilege of like having lived in so many different places but like this is the first place that I've ever lived where I feel like 
it is home to me, which sounds absurd and very like expat and weird. But um, I feel okay saying because I, you know, I didn't grow up rich or anything. My dad was in the military and moved around a lot. But same, I think same. My dad was too. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like I think like that experience has given me the the um privilege slash like confidence in saying like oh i i've lived loads of different places i don't have like a hometown um my i don't have like a family home or anything like i i didn't grow up wildly unstable or anything i like grew up fine but because we didn't have a family home or anything, I had the the opportunity to, like, view every place I was living in as, like, ah, and how is this? And how is this? And how is this? And I wasn't judging those previous places. But when I came here, I was like, oh, I feel like this place really suits me. Yeah. And that said, like, there are a lot of, I mean, I talk with Irish people all the time here who are like, oh, my God, like why are you here? (laughs) Like, what is, because they don't feel at home here. Like they would be better suited for LA or a different spot. Like it's, I don't know. It may, it's not something that's like readily applicable if you don't have the ability to move around the world at a whim. Yeah. But, um, like, it only makes sense that like different places have different cultures and people are different. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't there be different suit cities that would suit different people? Like it Absolutely. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't actually, actually make like logical sense that just because you're from a place that would be the place that makes sense to you. Or <laughs> if you move to a place for a certain industry, that's the place that would make sense to you culturally, like LA, like, Oh, I love entertainment. So this has got to be the place culturally for me. Um, and Dublin and Irish culture just really suits my personality. Um, that's, a, that's such a win. Yeah, know, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like, it's not really something like I should be proud of i guess because it's not really an accomplishment moving to another country even though it was difficult moving here but it is it remains like the thing i'm proudest of i think because it was scary and it's the thing that's brought me the most happiness i think like deciding to move here but yeah there there are people and like people talk about like especially in the comedy community here like there are people who are like clearly better suited for LA or for other cities or whatever. And people will just openly be like, they seem American. That's <laughs> what yeah. they'll say about that <laughs> person. Not, not like in a mean way, but um, yeah. Well, but I yeah, think I, your point I, there, I really like, like it here. Uh, I, the, when you, when I'm hearing you talk about it too, like you can hear the like the contentment of that, like how happy you are to be here. How like there's no, um, you That's know, good. what's the word? <laughs> uh, you're not putting on airs, you know. Like it's a genuine thing. But like to your point about like just because you're born and you were raised in a place doesn't mean it's like huh, nailed it. This is the place I was always supposed to be in, and it just so happens I'm here. 
Like, yeah. you know, if you don't have the context of moving to a lot of places, you might not know that you are missing that component of feeling like your energy or your sensibility fits the area and, you know, the place in which you inhabit and live. Like, it's not a guarantee. For sure, it's, for it's sure. a win. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I mean, living in L.A., and I lived in L.A. for 10 years, but, like, and a, and a big thing living there was, like, there was a lot of, at the time, there was a lot of pride with everyone I knew, including myself, like, okay, no, we're staying here. We're sticking it out. We've got to be here because this is where entertainment is made. And if we want, if we really care about this thing that we're doing, that we need to be here. And sometimes people would like leave to go back to Chicago and, and the way that they were spoken about sometimes by some people would be like, Oh, well, I guess they've just given up or they're, you know, whatever. But it's like, I definitely like felt a lot of that. Um, I definitely had a lot of internalized pressure on myself to stay in LA because um, I thought staying in LA was equal to me caring about making entertainment. Yeah. You know, which I, I realized, like, was able to realize was, <laughs> wasn't the case. And, and LA is not the center of the world. But, um, yeah, but it was, but like it, even though I like loved my friends in LA and loved the, the time I spent there and loved my, just, uh, yeah, a lot of the experiences, but like, like looking back, there were so many things like culturally that like, I just didn't like jive with, which I thought Mm -hmm. I just had to kind of put up with, um, which most people have to put up with. And again, like I was just very lucky to be able to move to another place that kind of suited me better. But yeah. I'm very happy for you. Thank there you. you are. Like, I want to make sure that tone was okay. Like I'm so happy for you. Like I want to <laughs> no, make sure no, I got that. Good. Cause okay. Okay. No, um, I, Oh, and I just, I just organically said an Irish phrase, which is you're very good. You're very good. I like that. <laughs> I like any turn of phrase like that. That's just as any, even if it's like a minute difference between the typical phrasing of whatever that is. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. It's definitely like an Irish thing to say, like, you're very good. Like, you're, which just means like, you're, it's like a reassurance of like, you're a good person. You've done something (laughs) good here. But like you'd say it, like if someone was like checking in on someone like, Hey, just to make sure, like, are you okay with drinks for the barbecue on Saturday? You might respond with like, Oh, you're very good. It's very reassuring. I like that. It's apparently it's the reassurance that I need because when I heard it, I'm like, Oh, like a, a nice, a nice warm blanket <laughs> over me to pacify my psychology, I guess. But yeah, it's very yeah, nice. Yeah. That's a very I nice mean, way to should, end it. You should move to Ireland. There are tons of phrases like this. There, there's uh, my other favorites are uh, "you know yourself," which is like if you are trying to, like it, it's bas- basically like an extended version of saying like, you know how. Or like, like if I'm, if I'm trying to explain to you how, um, how frustrating it is like for tech to fall out with podcasting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you'd say like, oh, well, you know yourself, like you feel really insecure when the podcasting falls out. Uh, Yeah. 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 I do know myself because I had a meltdown. Not to (laughs) deflect from your point. I do like that phrase a lot. Um, Yeah. It's. Yeah. I just like, you know, just the just the malleable nature of words, how really all you can do is switch the order of one common phrase and then it can take on a whole new meaning or just take on a whole, you know, imbue so much more or so much different, provide a different energy, provide complete meaning of to like, oh, this is a thing that could be spiteful, but now it's reassuring, like just the malleable nature of that. Yeah, totally, totally. Another one you should use, which means kind of, which is like a deeper version of like, hey, can I be honest? Or can I tell you something is come here to me now, which is like, come here to me now. I think you're great. Or come here to me now. I don't like this place here. And it just means like I'm being on. I'm, I'm like confiding in you and I trust you, but I want you to like take me seriously emotionally in this moment. Like come here to me now. Or it'll be like, come here, come here to me. Come here. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. What is yeah. okay? This is. We have to end this at some point because yes, just how we this do. Works. We do have to end it. I do have to go to bed. <laughs> I'm being very greedy with your time, but I very much appreciate it, and thank you for your patience with all of the tech stuff. Not at all. I mean, my my uh, my home country's fault for sure. What a failure! What a failure of a country. <laughs> been bottling this up the entire time i'm so pissed (laughs) at the irish (laughs) come here to me now i'm pissed off (laughs) no no ireland seems utterly lovely and i'm very glad you found it like genuinely it's very nice and thank you again for doing this you know i feel like i say that two billion times but i am genuinely appreciative so no of course it's always a joy to chat with you and uh I, the sad part is I was almost about to go into the the thank you for listening, blah, blah, blah stuff, but I didn't want to not acknowledge that you said that. And likewise, <laughs> I genuinely love our conversations. They're great. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, that when you have somebody you talk to and you really enjoy talking to them, it sometimes makes you then course correct even more that, that you know, belies the familiarity you have mm, with them because yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that. You want them to understand that, you know, ironically, you know, like sometimes it can create you talking impersonally to somebody you do like talking to, to make sure you understand or they understand that you are. I'm just speaking words now. Yes. But, yes. Uh, no, I got you. I got you. I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> episode 200. Last episode ever of the show. Goodbye. It's done. <laughs> We're done. It's over. No, but thank you for listening. I, I appreciate everyone who does. And I appreciate your time, Aaron. And thank you again for doing this. Yeah, and I'm going to stop asking. That. I'm going to stop saying <laughs> that now. I'm having a meltdown. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yay.